Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, whether you're catching the show live or uh, in archive, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. If it is your first time tuning into my radio show, um, I'll tell you a little bit about me and what we're going to do today. Uh, we've got about a 45-minute show ahead of us. Um, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a navigational consultant. Uh, my expertise is in astrology, uh, numerology, tarot, uh, animal cards, a number of different types of oracles I've worked with for many, many years. I do personal sessions here in my home office as well as by phone. If you're interested in, in a personal session, uh, go to my website at jimventura.com for info about all of that. I'm also a writer. Uh, I've published a couple of books, and um, I do a uh, monthly or more or less monthly column uh, called Snake Oil that I've been doing since 2003, um, and uh, I, I try to correlate that with a radio show uh, approximately each month also when I'm able to do that. Uh, if you're not already, uh, the column is uh, about nine times a year, ten times a year, once a month, a little less. Uh, if you're already getting my uh, monthly column, feel free to email me at venturasag.yahoo.com, and I can add you to the mailing list. Uh, include your birthday, because I do a promotional birthday offer um, at different points in the year as well. And I will add you to the mailing list. Uh, it is blind copied, so uh, none of your info is ever sold or passed on to anybody. Um, and uh, anyway, so this is our uh, more or less beginning of the month uh, radio show. I, I actually do um, uh, usually one other show each month. I do a, a group a prosperity kind of uh, group meeting sort of class. I will be doing that this coming Sunday if you want to catch that. Uh, where I meet with people and talk about the uh, Seth ideas from Jane Roberts, the writer who channeled Seth. And um, we talk about the idea of creating more prosperity in life, so you can also check that out. Today's show is going to be a, my live column read. Uh, this was a new column this month, so I'm going to read that um, here uh, today. And then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, I do not take live calls on the column read show, uh, so I apologize for anybody jumping onto the phone lines. I will not be picking up to take live calls. We don't have a tremendous amount of time to, uh, for the show. I kind of like to stay on task and talk about uh, the column in, in a bit more detail and any of the subjects that, that might be going on that would be worth uh, elaborating on so uh, phone calls uh, are not going to fit into this particular format. Uh, but uh, sometimes I do an astrology update show and then in those sessions I, I take phone calls because people usually typically with the phone calls are, are wanting kind of mini readings. So um, I don't... I don't want to distract from our, our subject at hand by doing that. Uh, so I usually do that on the astrology shows when I do them. Okay, so I'm going to read um, this month's column, and then I'm going to talk a bit more about it. Uh, it again, it's a new column, and uh, you know, one of the things that I, I really wanted to accomplish with this is point out uh, some interesting uh, ways of, of handling energy and the feminine principle. And, and we'll go into some more explanation about that. So this is April 2019's snake oil column, and it is called Hathor's Mirror. In sharp contrast to my teenage self, 
but I hated the thought of speaking in front of groups or reading a report in front of the, uh, in front of my class. I actually like public speaking. I've worked at polishing my confidence and skills over the years as a public speaker. I even enjoy doing karaoke from time to time, and over the years I've developed a fairly good singing voice. I meet friends out about once a month to sing. They are notably talented and enjoy being a ham, too. Inevitably, in almost every bar I go to, whether it's a straight bar, gay bar, or somewhere in between, some woman happily sings the Carrie Underwood song about a scorned woman who takes a bat and keys her boyfriend's car as well. The majority of the crowd excitedly sings along and enthusiastically encourages her. I guess this is because few of us haven't had the experience of someone cheating on us and we can empathize with her pain. I am not a fan of the song. To me, it extols justification for vengeance and destructive behavior. The idea of bullying anyone who disagrees with us and the right, quote, to retaliation are human aspects, but not evolved ones. While I can't understand the need or thought of retaliating or even destroying, most of us would be lying if we said we never thought about it, the, quote, bad guy's property. It isn't an action to be proud of or act on. All men and women seek ways to express personal power. We can get caught in the lower vibration of the destructive use of power or choose the highest aspects of influence by being inspirational to others. Female power and energy is expressed in different ways in many cultures. Usually two versions of this power are expressed. One being the intuitive, receptive, and often, often nurturing side of the female. In Christian teachings, this is represented by Mother Mary. While in the tarot, archetypes uh, with the uh, symbol of the high priestess. The other aspect is more about female abundance, dignity, and confidence. The Egyptians express the energy of this in the form of the goddess Hathor. Hathor was considered to be the Egyptian goddess of beauty and love. She was known as a patroness of cows and the role as bringer of nourishment to humankind. She was the daughter of Ra and carrier of his divine eye. There are conflicting stories about Hathor's origins. Most of the tales tell of Hathor's uh, position as wife of Horus. In all cases, she was seen as the Egyptian version of, of Aphrodite. Hathor governed all aspects of feminine beauty. This included both innate beauty as well as things that contributed to one becoming more beautiful, like jewelry, makeup, clothing, and adornments that could add to one's expression of internal and external attractiveness. She was also the patroness of the arts and a protector of women. She was connected with the knowledge of the study of astrology and was also noted for ruling over many aspects of creature comforts like food, wine, and other pleasures and human necessities for enjoyment of life. The goddess was often depicted holding a hand mirror. The symbol of Hathor's mirror is a representation of our own life force. One side of the mirror reflects our own personal power and beauty, while the other side is a reflection of those around us. Hathor's mirror reminds us that if we send out thoughts of love, beauty, and generosity, we will see that reflected back to us in the world around us. 
Pathos mirror was also known to keep potential enemies and negativity away from us by reflecting those energies and, and intentions right back to the, ori- the origin or originators. Symbol was often used as a talisman. This talisman can act as a powerful protector. Angry, malicious intent toward us will be magnified tenfold to a would-be perpetrator. Needless to say, this can be a very strong deterrent, and we need to use this energy with care. Archetypal energies from past cultures still exist in the Akashic Records. Akashic Records is the plane of existence that houses all knowledge. And these energies can be brought into the present if we choose to use them. Whether you are a man or a woman, the focus on Hathor and her mirror can be valuable. Its use in meditation or as a talisman can bring us the energy of female abundance, enjoyment of life, and even make us more attractive. Rather than dipping into the lowest form of retaliation for a perceived wrong, we can choose to show grace, dignity, beauty, and confidence as a response. This refocus not only strengthens our potential success in life, but it will ward off any future potential violators who cannot handle the power and confidence and grace of Hathor and her mirror. Listen, I don't want to take away from the notable talents of Carrie Underwood, and it can be good fun to sing a song about getting back at a two-timing cheater, even thinking about destroying someone or their property for a few minutes. Thinking about or imagining doing this briefly is not only human, but maybe part of purging the pain. If someone cheats on us, rejects us, or mistreats us, we have another option. Rather than retaliating, we can choose to rise above this type of thing. Maybe they were never worthy of us in the first place. Maybe their mistake is our get-out-of-jail-free card. Sinking into the ugliness and worst aspects of being human does not elevate us. It brings us down to the level of the very people we are angry with. We can show that the energy represented by Hathor and other similar archetypes about enjoying life, being beautiful, confident, and the epitome of grace is far more, it's a far more powerful response. Never let them see you sweat. Okay, so I wrote this column about a month or so ago. And, uh, I, you know, it's interesting because it's a subject I had talked about with many clients over the years, uh, even many, probably about many, I'll say maybe about six years ago, um, I actually took uh, clay and sculpted little kind of handheld um, symbols of Hathor and a few other Egyptian energies and, and actually marketed, marketed them briefly um, I would probably, I would not even, I would never do that now <laughs> because the amount of time and energy that goes into it and what I sold them for, honestly, is just pragmatically not worth it. You know, at the time, you know, I was going through a period of money was a little tighter, so um, it was kind of fun to do it and give that, uh, offer those to clients. And uh, I, I was an art major in college, so, you know, artistry comes pretty easy to me. So it was an enjoyable thing to do. Again, from a practical level, I would probably not do that. And, and you know, when I when I suggest people use Hathor's mirror, and we're going to talk more about that in some more detail today, um, you can you don't have to be an artist to create you know a symbol of that talisman. You can look it up online, print it out. I mean, you know, you can hand draw it yourself. I mean, there's ways to you know you can find a statue or uh, you know uh, a symbol of this in jewelry if you if you're looking for it. You just got to know what to look for. 
but I mean, you want to take the most pragmatic and expensive way. You can print out a, you know, from online and carry it on you or use it as a meditation, or you don't even need it to be a tangible thing. It could be a meditation focus. Uh, well, again, we'll talk more about that in a little bit here. But what I kind of mentioned in the piece was uh, two things that I, I, I want to kind of really stress a bit um, as, as kind of the point of discussion. One, the whole thing about the feminine energy. Um, if you if you study tarot cards, you'll you'll see there are 22 archetypal cards. Uh, there are two symbols that are specifically related to female energy. One would be uh, the high priestess, uh, usually uh, numbered uh, the the second symbol in the uh, in the archetypal stream. The uh, the other would be the empress, numbered usually three in that in that layout. And they both represent different aspects of feminine energy. Uh, the, the, the more nurturing, caretaking, intuitive, psychic, visionary um, element of, of female energy is, is often represented by the, the high priestess. Again, I had mentioned this in the piece that you know, many people that are very uh, Christian in philosophy, um, you know, I won't say worship Mary, but love the energy of, of what she represents in that, that pure form that does kind of correlate in similar ways to the high priestess. Again, if you look at different cultures, you'll see these symbols often marked in different cultures in different ways with very notable similar themes that are very easy to spot if you're looking at them. Um, the other, of course, in, in uh, tarot cards is, is the Empress card. And that's about female abundance and prosperity and, and the ability to be fertile and, and those elements of, of female energy. Hathor probably falls a little bit more into that camp, although you can see some of the energy elements of that to some extent with the high priestess, but I would kind of align it a bit more with the, with the empress energy itself. And if you want to kind of further research this on your own, uh, you can look up different interpretations of the empress energy through the tarot uh, from, from different authors and, and get a feel for for what they're, they're talking about with this type of energy uh, in and of itself. Um, so, yeah, the, the Egyptians had their version of this, and it, it is all about the whole dynamic of, of a confident woman, uh, the ability to allow your beauty to shine through. Of course, the Hathor goddess kind of represented food and wine and probably dance and, and things that were... You know, very sensual in tone and approach. Um, we also have the, uh, the, the sense of abundance connected with this. Uh, to me, a lot of it is about confidence. And, uh, you know, a, a big part of, you know, it's easy to sort of see that in men. A lot of times when men are confident, they can be more attractive to women or, or other men. And, you know, the, but to me, the same dynamic holds true of women. There's a certain level of confidence that, can often really enhance beauty. And one of the things that's interesting about talisman and symbols like this when we work with them is, yeah, you, you can in some ways become, you know, you can use this to become more prosperous, more confident, and even uh, theoretically more beautiful. Uh, it, it's as crazy as it may sound. And, and there's another element to this that we're going to get to. But ultimately... The energy behind this is about tuning into that more confident element of, of, of the female, the energy that represents. Um, Hathor was also considered 
someone who understood astrology. Um, she was connected with the patroness of cows, which is very interesting also because there's an element of that that connects with Druid philosophy and what cows represented, which was abundance and nourishment. And um, So, again, uh, me, I've, I've studied so many different arenas that I can kind of gel all this in my head uh, until listeners might, might, might be a little boring, I guess. Uh, so I want to kind of stay on task. But you know, the cow in Druid tradition represents... You know, everything about it is about abundance and nurturing. And, and I have a theory that people that are often lactose intolerant often didn't get uh, comfortably breastfed or had issues emotionally and psychologically from childhood where they weren't nurtured enough by their mother or didn't have a mother or, you know, something like that could have occurred to have created that type of, of element within the body. Uh, Hathor, you know, was, was a lot about um, all these different elements that had come into play. Now, the most notable symbolism connected with Hathor, of course, is Hathor's mirror. And I had, over the years, uh, suggested this to people as a form of protection. Because the idea behind Hathor's mirror is that it represents, on one side, it's the, the healthy vanity, the ability to look at the self and, and, and appreciate what you are. The flip side of it is Hathor's mirror was considered a very strong deterrent toward would-be people uh, that would want to assault us or hurt us or project any negativity toward us. So, and I've actually used this once, and I'm going to tell you guys about that in a little bit, but, um, and it was effective. But I often use that as a suggestion, you know, uh, carrying a gun or a bat or pepper spray if you're trying to protect yourself in the world. These are choices people make. Um, I think um, carrying this energy with you would act as a much more effective deterrent. Honestly, uh, I know that may not sound practical, but energetically, um, if you're focused on this and you recognize that if the intention of Hathor's mirror is to, you know, if a would-be assaulter is going to hurt you or attack you or abuse you, um, just immediately they're going to think twice if that energy is projected back upon them. You know, I, I use this in a, in a weird kind of a way as an example. I live in a condominium complex, and years ago we had issues with um, with people you know, breaking into cars and a few little robberies here and there. And, you know, they, they were talking a lot about getting a, getting a gate to this community. Now, from a practical level, that was really a pain in the ass because we don't have enough parking spots as it is without having to pull some of them out to, to accommodate a gate. It's only an 18-year complex. And I had suggested putting up a couple of fake dummy cameras and a few signs saying that the, the area was video taped and patrolled. And I'm telling you, the amount of any type of crime we experienced decreased by 90% just by doing that. It cost us next to nothing. Because I think when people, you know, fear that they might be being watched or or something is uh, is going to get them into trouble, um, it, it makes them less likely to strike in that respect. You know, in a very similar way, we have that same energy. If, if someone knows that you are trained in karate or tai, uh, taekwondo or, or, or something like that, you know, even if they don't specifically know that, often they may sense that you could probably kind of kick their ass, <laughs> male or female. Uh, I joke about that. I'm a fairly muscular guy. I've worked out since I'm 16 or 17. I mean, part of that was to develop 
uh, a body and a, a, a presence that would make people less inclined to want to rob me or fight me. or I mean, multiple reasons behind why I work out, but that was just one of the perks. And it has been effective. So for women and also for men, Hathor's Mirror to some extent works in a similar way. It, it can ward off this type of negativity and, and things of that nature. So to me, I've always thought about that. Listen, I'm not going to get into a whole issue about gun rights and various other things, but I've often said this to people who, you know, carry guns and are um, armed. Um, I don't make any judgment about that. To me, if you, you know, you live up in the mountains, you probably should have a gun realistically for bears or things of that nature. If you don't have cops that can get to you at one level or another. But I think a lot of times people don't think about what the result of shooting another person would be for us energetically and emotionally. Um, it's a lot more harrowing than, than people would imagine. Um, you know, you might feel vindicated in the moment, protecting yourself, and, and even rightly so, but, you know, it can leave scars emotionally and psychologically. Uh, you know, talk to a lot of people in the military and, and cops and people who have gone through this. It's, it's not as simple as it sounds. So to me, finding a symbol like this that could potentially ward off this type of stuff is valuable. So years ago, I kind of tested this out. And we have, again, I live in a condo complex, and we had this guy that lived here. He still does, for that matter. And he was he's just, you know, one of these type of people um, that is annoying, to put it mildly. He just causes problems, and uh, it's just a long story. And, and so... I actually wrote about this back in, like, 2006 um, uh, in, a, in a snake oil column called The Little Paul, A Little Paul in All of Us, and uh, his, his name is Paul. And uh, he just was causing a lot of problems where we lived, and so I actually kind of tested this, and I, I drew a picture of Hathor's mirror. And, uh, again, being an artist, that, that wasn't that difficult for me to do. And um, I, I placed it right kind of in the bushes, but facing his apartment door. And, you know, I kind of got okay with Spirit about doing this, so I had no ill intention against him. I just wanted his crazy to be reflected back to him. And weirdly enough, for about a two- to three-year period, Paul was, like, invisible. He got real quiet. He didn't cause any controversy. He kept to himself. So, you know, when I tested this out, it seemed to be pretty effective you know, in a way, and then a couple years later, some other stuff came up with him. Of course, that uh, that drawing lasted only about two years or so. Anyway, too, the rain, you know, washed it down. And again, a lot of it is about intention. But I had just found that that really, really seemed to reflect some of that energy back. So, and really, that's probably the only time I've ever used it. I've suggested it to clients when they've got crazy boyfriends or difficult in-laws or people to just reflect some of that energy. Where you need to be careful about it is you, if you have angry thoughts and, and negative energy, you know, that, and, and you're reflecting that, that, that can come back to you too. So that's something we, we have to consider as well when we're using energies like this. But if our intentions are pure and we're looking to protect ourselves and keep this negative stuff away, we keep it away. And what I had also kind of pointed out in the piece was, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of talking about, you know, for many, many years I have done uh, karaoke. And like I, I had mentioned in the piece, you know, as a kid, public speaking was terrifying and 
you know, but yet it's in my astrology chart and it's in my numerology that I'm really going to, you know, grow into someone who's a public speaker and communication expression. And, and I'm not kidding about that. Like, I love doing any type of public speaking and radio and I was doing tele- a lot of television last year and I love all of it. I mean, I don't even blink when I do it. I mean, I can, compared to where I was when I was 17, I'd be having a stroke, again, like standing in front of the class. For now, I love it. So karaoke is another one of the things that is kind of fun for me. I have a decent singing voice within a certain range. Um, and, and I enjoy it. I'm, I'm a little hammy about it, as are some of my also very talented friends who are good about who are good at it also. And because uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's just your voice. It's the projection. It's like I always like to come up with a song that I feel will move an audience, not something that's common, you know, something that gets people to go, oh, my God, I haven't heard that song in a long time, or, you know, that type of thing. I'm not going to do the same stuff everybody always does. It wants to be a little different and unique, but yet recognizable. See how much energy goes into this, by the way, for me. It's fine. I do it once in a while. I'm probably going to actually do that later on tonight with a buddy of mine. I know who, who's quite good as a singer, and um, yeah. But every time any bar I've ever been in, it's almost a miracle if someone doesn't do that Carrie Underwood song. And, and I, you know, I, I don't know that much country music. I think she's kind of a little bit pop country, but she's definitely country. And I, I know she is definitely talented. I don't know really many other songs that she actually sings. I certainly know that one because they always do that. And again, everyone is all cheering and whooping and. You know, and, and jump it up and down along with her. And, you know, it's, I see the same dynamic on television shows and commercials where the guy cheated and the woman's burning her man's stuff and throwing it out the window. And, you know, and I'm sure the reverse is also true because I've had many clients that have had crazy men that are jealous and possessive and insane and, and have, you know, um, have experienced women cheating on them, so it's not a purely sexist thing in terms of who's who in this. But, you know, I remember coming from a guttural place with things like that when I was younger, that type of feeling like someone's going to get their just rewards for what they've done, well, not rewards, punishments, and, and fantasizing about that. And I'd be lying if I said that, you know, as a human being, that if somebody pisses me off or upsets me, I don't mentally plot their death in some capacity for a couple of minutes. But I never carry it out, nor would I. It's more of a humorous type of realization of what a psycho I can be um, when I when I focus that way. It's human. Uh, astrological perspective, uh, my, my Venus is natally in Scorpio for me. So I had a few cloak and dagger kind of, you know, energy things in my younger days. I've certainly risen above that type of thing and um, at this point in my life and, and for many years. So, again, I get, the, I get the, the urge for retaliation. If you love someone for years and they cheated on you and, you know, I think of uh, a song I can do pretty well in karaoke is Operator by Jim Croce about him singing about his best buddy getting with this woman. And uh, so, listen, most people are going to experience some type of dynamic like this at some point in their life. But I think that get into that, like I said, smashing his car and, and maybe we should do it so that other women know that he's a pig. And, you know, I think of the websites uh, that, that people created to, to kind of, you know, market the idea that this guy's a pig and you've got to watch out for him and he'll do this to you. And, you know, but I think a couple of different things here. One, 
I don't know whether anything is always so cut and dry. Um, if you get involved with someone who is, quote, unquote, a pig and a cheater, and you've convinced yourself you're going to change them, you might have some success with that, or more likely probably not. You know, people are what they are. Um, so that's one thing. So you know, maybe it was your own delusion in the first place as you turned a blind eye to it. The other part of it, of course, is you can look further deeper and you know, why did you choose that in the first place at one level? Why did you delude yourself? Listen, sometimes someone, male or female, may lie and put up a great performance you know, in the first place and con you, and, and that, that's legit. They may have done that. They may have come across uh, much more congenial than they were, and, and you bought it, and you go through that. But again, getting back to that song and what I'm kind of pointing out, what does destroying someone's property or them or hurting them do to solve the situation? One, more often than not, it's illegal, and you're, you're likely to end up in jail or with heavy fines if you're caught doing it. So that's point one. Point number two would be, you know, destroying someone's car Destroying property. I mean, like I feel bad for the consciousness of the car. What did the car do wrong? You know, in that sense, uh, you know, that's another thing. You know, especially because if your goal is to get back with that person, work it out. You know, that's probably not the best angle to take to get someone to love you again by being a psychopath. So you know, yeah, it may work. There are many people in relationships where there's all kinds of emotional battles and they have great makeup sex and things like that, but listen, that's what you're striving for. I would kind of think that would be the best angle to go. But what I've always sort of liked about the idea behind the Hathor energy is it's more about that graceful, confident ability to be magnetic, to be beautiful, to enjoy life, to understand the value of, of that, that confidence, that internal and external beauty potentially, that, that idea of, of you know, the I, 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 last line in, in that piece that I wrote is never let them see you sweat. And, you know, that's a, a line from a commercial, I believe, from the 80s uh, that I think had to do with the deodorant, strangely enough. Anyway, I'm dating myself here. Um, with total comfort, by the way, I don't care that I'm, I'm 54 years old, uh, that, uh, you know, it was the idea was never let them see you sweat. So couldn't you respond to something like that? Listen, you're going to go through emotional tears and crying, and those things are understandable, but couldn't you respond by, by just looking at it from the perspective that someone that would do that to you isn't worthy of you, that you're better than that, and if that's what they want to do, let them and goodbye, and, and as I kind of joked about in the piece. Maybe it's the get-out-of-jail-free card. I said this on many shows and to many clients. I, I always humor to say all exes get hit with the ugly stick. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, if you're still pining over an ex from five years later, I don't know if you're doing it right in, in terms of your emotional body and healing. I always think exes become gross when I run across them a few years later. It's not months later. It's like, yuck, what was I doing there? It might have been appropriate for the time, but it isn't appropriate to who I am now. Um, so, there, you know, there's that energy of, of gaining that confidence uh, from it that to me is a, a much more powerful angle to take. The other perspective would be, 
you know, listen, if you really if your goal is to piss off an ex who cheated on you or did something uh nasty, rather than smashing their car or something like that, what if you just let the relationship end and then were actually, believe it or not, reasonably cordial and pleasant when you're around them? I mean, they're not likely after doing something terrible like that to to land themselves in an amazing, great relationship and live happily ever after. Possible, not probable. And so if you're cordial and cool and then they kind of go through the process of wishing they hadn't lost you and regretting those decisions, you know, if you want a good form of enjoyable vengeance, I jokingly say, like, that's the creme de la creme of of them, you know, going, man, I lost something amazing. So another way to approach that. That's why that song, like I said, I'm not, it's just, she tapped into a vein of something very strong that exists in society. I, I don't begrudge her. It's a good song in that way. But it is that thing that we kind of value in society, this, this retaliation thing at one level or another. And I, I don't know where it gets us. And it, it just keeps perpetrating more pain and suffering and difficulty. And, you know, and, and, and you know, so we all have to grieve from any loss that we've had. But I have found more often than not, way more often than not, when I lose something, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, a job, you name it, I always rebound in a way that is better, that I can look back on and say, you know what, if I hadn't, that hadn't happened, I might not have met this person, I might not have landed this job, I might not, you know what I mean? I, you know, I think that there's a way to to rebound from from difficulty as opposed to staying immersed in it. And I think that... Um, uh, that's one of the things I, I love about this Egyptian symbol of Hathor's mirror and Hathor herself. Well, I, I don't know a tremendous amount about Egyptian um, archetypes. I know a fair amount, probably more than most human beings would, um, because I, I tend to be kind of uh, a bit of a studier, obviously. But I used to use these, these, these Egyptian cartouche cards, they were called, in, in some readings many, many years ago, like 20-something years ago when I first started doing this. Um, I still have them. I just don't use them as much readings because I'm not as adept with them as I am with rune stones or animal totems or angel cards or tarot cards or numerology or astrology, stuff that I really know really, really well. But they are awesome symbols as well, too. And, and in case anyone's not really aware of what a talisman is, it's like, you know, you can carry it, you can focus on it, you can meditate it, on it. it. It's just a representation of something that, um, that, uh, that, again, that sort of represents an energy behind something else in that respect. Actually, you know, if you, if you had gotten my original column, uh, my April column on Hathor's Mirror, I included some added notes, and I'm going to read those to you guys on air about what a talisman is, okay? So you'll know a little bit what I'm talking about here. Um, so this is from my notes from the original column. Um, I, you know, when I write a column, I try not to make a too long a column. I know people's attention spans can be short, so I try not to, you know, do four-page, five-page columns. I try to keep it to, you know, two pages, three at best, um, uh, for you know, for people's attention span, I try to simplify. So when I have added info and, and you get my monthly newsletter, I, I usually will add that to the list. So this is what I wrote about talisman. What is a talisman? A talisman is a cultural symbol that offers protection and is meant to bring special types of attributes to its users. The sheer amount of different types of talisman that exist are are too vast to list. A 
almost all cultures, both past and present, have different types of symbols that we use as talismans. One of the most common seen talisman symbols is Christianity's use of the cross. All kinds of different religions and cultural philosophies use symbols as some form of protective talisman. Buddhist statues are common, another common protective symbol. Feng Shui practitioners and many people in Asian cultures are familiar with a host of different types of talisman symbols. Dragons, frogs, coins, many other images are used to bring specific types of energy into a home. Many people are aware of the more whimsical types of talisman, like rabbit's feet and my lucky sweater. A talisman is a symbol that is believed to bring protection, good luck, or a specific influence that can assist, that can assist the one who wears it or places it in their home or office. How does a talisman work? There are multiple reasons why using a talisman can be beneficial. If we believe that something can influence us if we wear, carry, wear, or keep it in our home, it often will. The belief becomes a magnet to tangible experiences that reinforce the belief. In some aspects, a talisman can be like a hypnotic device. It will consciously and unconsciously remind us of its purpose and influence while it is around us. This increased focus can have real tangible results. Once we carry or place a symbol, our unconscious and subconscious minds are reminded of its influence even when we're not meditating or consciously thinking of what the symbol is meant to do. Another powerful influence that a talisman is capable of, of doing is enabling us to connect with mass beliefs that exist in connection with the symbol. In the past, thousands and sometimes millions of people believed many still do, that the energy of a specific talisman really did bring specific things. These groups of energy patterns and mass beliefs are still available to us, whether it's in the present or if from the past. Tremendous power of mass belief can still be tapped into at any time. These different archetypal symbols often had considerable power and energy behind them, and they still do. When our own focus energy combines with a larger collective belief, then this can intensify and shift our ability to create reality and allow a new influence in our lives. Some examples of talisman energy are easily seen in Druid traditions. The Druids believe that the cow was a gift and representation of the goddess. If you rested in the spot where a cow had been, you would be protected from all harmful energies. Even drinking a cow's milk was believed to create peaceful sleep and protection. There were so many cultures that believed in the value and power of cow energy. Carrying any type of symbol related to cow can act like a talisman. In a similar way, bull's testes were seen as a form of virility. In some cultures, they were eaten or grounded to powder and ingested to increase the individual's fertility. Carved symbols of bull testes were also believed to create virti uh, virility if, if one wore them. Was it the ingestion of some of the bull's testes or wearing its symbol? responsible for creating increased potency in men or something else. It was more likely that the belief became part of the person using it that created the shift. Our logical mind wants to laugh at such silly, superstitious beliefs, but often in the past these practices actually worked. Beliefs form reality. Any symbol that helps shift our beliefs in a positive way can actually shift an individual's reality. The combined energy behind these mass beliefs about talisman are powerful indeed. Even if it was thousands of years ago when people believed these things, the collective energy behind these ideas is just as powerful today. The grid of intent are still alive and well. We can tap into these influences if we choose. 
so that was kind of what I added. Uh, again, another benefit of, of me selling my column. Uh, you know, I actually have about, God, at this point, there's about maybe 1,700 people that, that get my column. Um, you know, I think pragmatically maybe only three or 400 read it. Uh, but uh, it, it goes out to a lot of people that I've collected over the years. Um, so, you know, not only the column, but, you know, there's often added material that's added with the column that, that adds to it or, you know, gives other insight, uh, you know, and, and I enjoy doing it. I, again, I don't charge people to do this. It's a, it's a form of marketing for me, and, and I'm a writer, and it's something that I really enjoy. You know, one of the books I have is Snake Oil Volume 1, which is the first five years of, of my collected columns from 2003 till about 2008, 2009. love to get Snake Oil Volume 2 in print, but, you know, it, it, it's not – Unless I go into heavy marketing, it's not really that profitable for me to do it. So um, it's quite a bit of work to do that. So I haven't really knocked myself out um, with, with things of that nature. I mean, that's just a side note. But getting back to the top, uh, topic on hand, um, this is a fun symbol to play around with, and not even from the protective angle, just from the angle of increasing your enjoyment of life, your beauty, your sense of feminine energy and, and power. Listen, this is applicable for men as well, too, uh, you know, uh, there are men that are pretty <laughs> in the best possible sense that um, are, are, are attractive in that way. And, and it may not even necessarily be perfect features or things of a perfect body. Sometimes it's the way they come across. Sometimes it's the energy of how they present themselves. Again, it's often easier to see this in women because it's more natural for women to adorn themselves this way in our culture is quote-unquote correct. But Listen, even as males, there, there's, a, there's, there's benefits to beauty, there's benefits to charisma, there's benefits to confidence. And that's what I really wanted to impart to, to all of my listeners and my readers that uh, there's a value here in, in that sense at, at multiple levels. And, again, from a protective place, you know, rather than getting kind of caught up in that, that darker, retaliating, you know, energy you know, think about the energy of Hathor's mirror. Send it back and, and maintain your class, maintain your dignity. Okay. Looks like we're out of time here. If you stay through the whole show or part of it, you can see why I don't really have time to do phone calls. Um, uh, again, uh, you know, I, I change my formats at different points with the radio shows, and, you know, I, I may add some different things in the near future to give people call-in options. But, um Anyway, uh, again, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at venturasadge at yahoo.com. Every once in a while, if someone tells me they had trouble finding my email address or something online, that's humorous, guys. Google Jim Ventura, and I'm going to be the, you know, the top Jim Ventura that comes up. Come on. I've been doing media for years. I'm all over the place. I've got some YouTube videos. It's easy to find. But you can email me at VenturaSagiYahoo.com if you want to get added to the mailing list. Uh, include your birthday. Uh, so you, you have an option to use the birthday promotion I do uh, for different signs at different points. Um, it's blind copied, so no one's ever going to get your email address from me. And there's no heavy sales. You're, you're going to get you're lucky if you're going to get once a month, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> it takes a lot of work to write all of them. And uh, if you want information about any of the books that are available, they're available on Amazon or through me um, and personal sessions. All that good information is at JimVentura.com. Uh, uh, Jim so uh, thanks for joining me today. Um, well, there will be another show this coming Sunday with my prosperity class. And uh, it's not a class. It's just a bunch of people talking about shifting their beliefs around money and finances and creating abundance. And 
there's been some interesting stories that have come up for me and, and some of my class members, uh, my other friends. So it'll be good to tune into if you're interested in that type of thing. So uh, happy spring to everybody, and we'll catch up with everyone next time. Cheers.